Yes, yes, welcome to a brand new episode of The Kickout. You know the drill. I go by the name of Skillet. My name is Mex. And we have a special guest here today. Somebody that I've always wanted on this podcast since the day I met him back in 2016. I believe it was 2016. We'll talk about that. But his name is Brian Williams. He's a video game developer. He's a massive wrestling fan. And I can't wait to talk to him about wrestling today. But before we do talk to you, Brian, I'm really sorry. I know you're right there and we can see you. Max, how are you? I'm very good myself, brother. <laughs> you, you are something else. But yeah, I, I am very good. I'm very good. Obviously, um, excited about this conversation. I think we tried to set this up a couple of weeks back. That's but right. um, yeah, you know, apart from the crazy wrestling news we would have heard yesterday. Um, yeah. yeah, everything's been good, man. Yeah, we got to get into that. But no, without further ado, let's talk about Brian Williams. Brian, thank you for joining us today. Brother, it's good to it's good to be here. Like Meg said, I know this has been a long time coming, but uh, here we are. And it's good uh, to see you, Skill. It's been a long time, brother. It's been you. a while, man. I feel like the, the day we met, we just it was one of those things where you just get on with somebody instantly. We our connection was just so I don't know. It was so weird to describe because you were doing your. I think we were both doing a press junkie at the time. Yeah. Um, obviously, I was representing One Extra and obviously the Kickout podcast. You were representing Ukes. Was it Ukes you were looking for? Ukes at the time? or? Uh, yeah, I was with Ukes at the time, yeah. but we were actually representing uh, WWE.com in Japan. Ah, right. That's um, right. Yeah, they used to manage, uh, Ukes managed the uh, Japanese WWE.com site. So for WrestleMania and some of the bigger events, we would fly out there, interview the talent. Uh, that's what I, that was, that was my role. I was interviewing the talent and everything, which is where we, you know, we met. And like yeah. you said, the first time I met you, Skillet, yeah, it was like an instant, just like, oh, this brother's cool. Yeah, you know, vice, uh, versa, vice versa, man. And also because there's not that many brothers in, uh, you know, like covering wrestling, you know. Uh, so I think that was something I was like, oh, man. And then you're from the UK. I'm yeah. like, oh, man, I, I love the Brits. You know what I mean? Thank you, my bro. Yeah, I think, I think we were kind of a bit ahead of the time. If you look at, especially from a UK perspective, if you're looking at the podcasting scene right now, it's a lot of brothers. I mean, I, and I guess in American perspective, too. A lot of American, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, brothers and sisters out there that are doing it. But especially in the UK, there's a dominant force rising. You know, you got the likes of Mex, who's joined us. You know, he he was doing his own thing before he joined us, and he was he was a an adv- you know, I wouldn't say fan. That's a bit of a strong word, but he was a supporter. Of yeah, I was a fan, bro. All right, all right, he's gonna say <laughs> no, that. No in it, bro. Oh, I really, I really appreciate saying that early. But he was a fan of ours. And you know what? And I looked at Mex. You know, Mex is somebody that, you know, I was just like, yeah, this guy's got everything. He's got everything in the bag to become a successful podcaster in his own right. He's got a great uh, great show of his own called WrestleMania UK. You know, he does his own great interviews, great talent, great, great uh, concepts for, you know, different things that I haven't thought of, like things out of the box where you could dissect and talk about wrestling in different ways. And he's great. And he's, he's an unstoppable giant. So to have him part of the, the podcast as well, I'm, I'm privileged to have him with us. And there's another force called Rest Things, who are, um, I've, yes. are they based in South London, Max? Am I wrong by that? No, they're, they're all <laughs> over the place. East and <laughs> North and um, okay, West so London. they're a collective. But, okay, yeah, they're a collective, yeah. They're like Avengers, man. They come together. They're like Avengers. <laughs> yeah, they're like, bro, they're like Avengers, but they're unstoppable. And they're like, they are they are really doing some next level things with their podcast as well. So shout out to wrestling. Funny enough, Brian, they were actually, we won't talk too much about it, but they were very excited to see what's going to happen with the AEW game. So they were talking about it on their podcast, you know, and I, and I, I tweeted at them to say that we will have you on here today. So it's a yeah. very exciting time. You know, I'm yeah, excited bro. for it as well. 
And I just got to say, man, I, I am honored to be here talking with you guys. I really am. Like, uh, Bravo, the honor is all ours, but I see a Harley. Is that a Harley Quinn? Yeah that's, that, yeah, that's my Harley Quinn back there. Uh, I'm trying to set up a better uh, background. Too, bro. I just really too, bro. didn't give it much thought. I've got my, I need to maybe add this. I got my Orange Cassidy figure. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. Put that in the back. Definitely add that, bro. I mean, your your background's better than mine. I got like a random guitar. I got a jacket hanged up in the corner. It's just not. It's not like rest things. Just I'm talking about. I mean, sorry, Max. Look at Max. Max is all professional. He's got that's a logo professional shit. Oh, yeah, I'm Max, sorry, is, Max has got the lighting. Hey. No, you can swear him, Brian. You, know, you don't want. You don't want to see what's behind this banner. That's why. It's banner <laughs> and behind that banner is the intercontinental strap, Max. Don't say that. <laughs> But Brian, let's let's talk about you and your um before yeah. we talk about your collaboration, how you got into video game developing and working with Yux and and you know, cause like you said, when we met, I was so impressed by you because you were working for obviously Yux and WWE.com in Japan. And what is it? Am I right? I mean, I know you were talking to a lot of the American talent in English. Yeah. So you are, yeah. you can't speak fluent Japanese, right? No. <laughs> no, I cannot. I, no, my Japanese, I know, you know, Scotia, I know a little bit. I know enough to, if I'm in Yokohama or Japan, you know, I can, I know enough to get around, uh, right. navigate the subway stations, you know, restaurants, all that kind of stuff. But no, I am not fluent, uh, which is, I know, because I do work for a Japanese company. Uh, the only the only brother that's there, but I've got a really good translating translation team that kind of helps me out. So when we met, I was interviewing the talent in English, which is why they wanted me there. And then... It would then get translated and put on the Japanese website. Japanese website, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. with you. Yeah, and how long were you living in Japan for? Uh, I've never lived in Japan. So you didn't. So all that time you wasn't living in Japan? No, nope, no. Nope. Uh, I spent time in Japan. Like so, when I joined Yux uh, in 2015, January. Mm. So I joined them proper. Uh, so we we have an office in LA, Culver City. Uh, mm. It's like a little satellite office. So that's where I worked out of. Uh, and as we were still, you know, working on the 2K series, you know, I spent time in Japan during the summers, you know, getting the game ready and stuff. I mean, the, the most time that I spent there in one sitting was about three and a half months. They put me up in a temporary housing. So, you know, I, I did that more than once, um, which is I love Japan. It's like a second home to me. But at about by the three month mark, I'm like, OK, I need. I need to have a conversation with somebody that can understand me and I can understand them. It's, <laughs> I started to go a little stir crazy. But uh, but I love Japan. It's a great place. I've never been, man. Um, Max, have you ever been? Yes, I've been. To, I went to Japan on my honeymoon. Oh, um, oh nice. I, oh, I decided man. to kind of hinge it in, um, you know, give my missus somewhere to go. So we went to Bali as well. But I said, this is my opportunity. If I'm going to that side of the world, let me go to Japan. And um, we actually visited the Tokyo Dome like it was a tour. I never saw any matches there. And we went on the bullet train to Osaka. We saw a match there um, in like a little promotion. But I remember Ishii, Ishii was um, in the main event. Okay. Um, saw Kyrie Sane on that card as well. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah. Oh, you did well, was... man. You did well, bro. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah but very expensive. I find it very, very expensive in, in Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, it. yeah. So you're in Tokyo. So I was, I'm, I'm in Yokohama every time I go. Like, you've seen more Japan than I have. Because I've never been to Osaka. Every time that I'm there, because I'm there for work, so I'm in Yokohama, I'll venture out to Tokyo uh, on the weekends and stuff, which is only like, you know, 20 minute uh, train ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I have seen my fair share of wrestling. I've been to the Tokyo Dome once, not for wrestling though. <laughs> you had a tour, I was there for a baseball game. Okay, <laughs> okay. But I've, but I've been to Karakuen Hall 
don't Crazy. know, 40 times Crazy. Crazy. in my life. I've seen a lot of wrestling in Japan. A lot so of loads of New Japan? New Japan, yeah. yeah, yeah. New Japan, I've been to, oh, yeah, I would say like 98% New Japan shows, Any 2% Japan? pro wrestling. No. Oh, I, I, I did do an All Japan show. It was like an anniversary show one day. Sick. It was like a six-hour event. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm envious. Of, I'm envious, man. I've never seen. I've seen. I've seen Japanese wrestling in England. Yeah. You know, when when New Japan has come, I have seen New Japan pro wrestling in England, but I've never been to Japan, so I've never seen any New Japan. And I I was an avid New Japan fan from a young age when I was, I would say about eight nine. Um, I've been on and off of New Japan, and it's and it and it still happens today. There's moments where I will watch New Japan for like a good three years in a like good three years in a row. Then I'll take a break and I'll come back. That's and that's kind of what's happening now. I've kind of taken a break from New Japan, but I'll be back. I know they're gonna do I'm, good things again. I kind of I, I'm kind of the same way when it comes to New Japan. I mean, I love the promotion. I love it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I I go through spurts like you were just describing, where I'll be watching just about every show. And then I kind of dip out when I'm like, okay, let me just catch the, the major shows and I'll do that. And then like this past, you know, the G1 just, just wrapped up not too long ago. Because uh, that's, I love the G1, but it can be, I mean, I'm busy. We're all busy. It can be a hurdle to sit there and watch every show. So I will kind of just dip in and watch. G1 is it's a lot. So I will watch the guys that I am a real big fan of, like, you know, the Zack Sabre. I love Zack Sabre. Uh, Ishii is my is my guy in New Japan. And honestly, he's like my guy in just pro wrestling. Like, I think that guy is freaking amazing. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of how I watch New Japan at the, at the moment. Let's talk about your origins, Brian, and okay. how how you got into what you do as a profession, which is in game development. He's like, were you an avid, you know, video gamer as a kid? Were you massively into gaming? Uh, so I was. Now this is funny. Um, so I mean, we were roughly the same age, I believe. Uh, so growing up, yeah, we're both we're both eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So I guess I'm the old one. I'm 19. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, no, as a kid, I, I mean, of course, I loved gaming. I mean, I still like. I still remember the day that I received my my Nintendo, the original 8-bit. You know, uh, I was living in Alaska at the time, Man. and my dad uh, for Christmas he had sent it to us, and I was and I knew it was coming, and I'm just waiting every day, waiting for that knock on the door to get that Nintendo, and it finally arrived, and. Uh, just on it, nonstop. Got a subscription to Nintendo Power, uh, which which is reading about all these games coming out. So in that respect, I was an avid gamer. But unfortunately, for my you know my family, my mom, my stepdad, even my dad gave me the Nintendo. They were very very slow to purchase new games for me because yeah. they were expensive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I pretty much read more about games than actually played. Like maybe every Christmas, I would get the game that I wanted. Uh, so like my library was small, but yeah, I've always been into gaming and, you know, obviously once I became an adult, got my own, you know, making my own money, I got more into it. Cause I, I have, I could like buy my own stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of like my, my beginning into games. And I remember I was on a field trip one day, like fourth grade, talking to a buddy of mine on the, on the bus and talking about what we want to do for professions. And, and I was like, Oh, I'm going to be a game designer. And I kind of just said it just on a whim, right? Cause we were talking about Super Mario 3, I think it just come out and it was in my head. So I'm like, oh yeah, I wanna be a game designer. I wanna work in games, that'd be so cool. But then, you know, you, you grow up, other things kind of enter your, your mind and, you know, high school, college, I was like, that's not gonna happen. I'm never gonna be a game designer. So, I mean, I kind of just, that idea uh, left left me and, and it's funny. So it is funny how it did end up in this industry, but that was initially my start. 
That's as as far as my my fandom, you know. And like, do you have any earliest memories of like the first game you ever played? I know you mentioned Mario Brothers Free and whatnot, but like, what was the first yeah. ever game you ever played? And what is what do you think is like your favorite game ever? Oh, okay, uh, man, first game that I ever played, at least console wise. It probably was, you know, Super Mario Brothers, just because it came with the Nintendo. But the one of my biggest memories of, of, of you know being a youngster playing games, uh, and I never forget it. The first game that I ever beat was that first Legend of Zelda, and uh, wow. I felt so accomplished. This little <laughs> third grade, third grade little B. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, screw you, Ganon. <laughs> Zelda, bitch. You know, so I was I was like so high at the time, and I was you know, telling all my friends, "Hey, I beat it! I beat it!" Uh, funnily enough, to this day, I've never beaten that first Super Mario Brothers. Really? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've got games back then were so hard to clock, man. I mean, it still they is. Were. It still is, but like, especially back then, oh my mm. god, it was so frustrating. Yeah, so frustrating. yeah. I mean, you had those lives, and then if you lost them. No saves, no continues. It's like, That's all right, it. sorry. Game over. Straight back to the beginning, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I remember, so like yourself, Brian, like, I feel like my parents, because I, I was born in Trinidad, so I moved to the UK when I was like five. I had, I've, had, I've had two older brothers, and I've got one just, just a year younger than me. And I feel like, imagine that, you know, you just moved from the Trinidad to the UK, you got four kids. Obviously, they had to, like, you know, I didn't, as a kid, they, my parents did a great job of not making us feel that we had any money issues. Do you know what I mean? But course, it's like, yeah. they had to budget a lot. You know what I mean? Like they had to budget a lot. And so we were always, we were a bit late. Like we never had Sky early. And like, I would watch wrestling through my cousin. You know, I was an early wrestling fan, but I was only watching wrestling at that time by going to visit my cousin and I would make up any excuse to go and see them. So I could watch <laughs> wrestling, you know, tell my parents, oh, I want to see Aunt Cedra. And then, um, and like, you know, my cousins, Kevin and Kika, they had everything. They had all the chip games, all the computer games, that every they, they had I played WrestleFest. Do you remember WrestleFest? Of course. Yeah. And remember you had to you remember you had to un unlock Mr. Perfect as the yep. bad guy? Yeah, and he was so difficult to beat. Right. So I remember playing, that was like the first ever wrestling game I ever played. But you know, we had Amiga, we had the you know, the Master System. By this time, all these consoles were dated. You know, like the Super Nintendo was gonna come out. You know what I mean? We were kind of quite behind but when my brother finally got the super nintendo and he had street fighter 2 um installed oh my i mean it was game over from there and then at that time cable came in and we had cable and i was able to watch my new japan and wwe that you know all the and wcw of course um without you know cons consistently without any going to anyone's house i could just watch it in my room it was, it was game over from there but um oh. but yeah yeah that that, that was kind of i remember do you remember alex the kid all that stuff, Alex the Kid. Alex, maybe Alex that was the a, Kid. I don't know if that was an English game. Was that an English game, Max? I don't it, know. The, the name rings a bell, but I can't remember it. it was on, yeah, um, it does sound familiar. Was that a, was that a Genesis game? It was like a Master System, yeah. Okay. Like a, it was a Sega. It was a Sega thing. I don't know if you ever into Sega or not, but I never had a Sega. Except no, the, the only the only Sega console I ever had was the Dreamcast. Oh right, I never. Had and I love, I love that Dreamcast. Respect to the Dreamcast console. People say that people Dreamcast Dreamcast users say that that was actually an underrated console. It was, was, it was ahead of like its time. Five minutes. It was, it was yeah. around like five minutes, and then it was gone. It was ahead of its time, though. You know, first console uh, with online functionality. It did a lot of things, you know, for the first time. But yeah, but it kind of ran out of money. <laughs> but PlayStation came came out around the same time, and I think that's what PlayStation kind of. Yeah, they came out. Uh, it was the same year, I believe, but maybe a couple months after uh, the Dreamcast. And then right. yeah, they just couldn't compete. 
It's okay. funny you mentioned your cousins who had everything because I grew up with, with cousins and my two cousins, uh, Akara and Trisha. Like, I love going over to their place because they had, you know, uh, ColecoVision. They had, yeah, like, just all the computer games, everything you yeah. just described. Like, my cousins had the same thing. So I used to love going to see my Uncle Tommy and just being able to just play all their games and stuff. What was the name of the New Japan video game back then? I think it's still, I think it's still the same name today. The name today uh, is Fire Pro. Was it called Fire Pro in the nineties? I don't know. It might have been. It might yeah, have that been. I don't know. So well, yeah, the they, thing. My cousins had that as well. Had oh, they had that too. Wow. Yeah. And they're, and they're the reasons why I saw my first ever wrestling match was at theirs, which was Hogan Warrior at WrestleMania. And no way. That was your yeah. first. That was my first. Was wow. So. Man, it's funny. So you were so you were a fan from early, from yeah, early. Man. Yeah. And Max, what Max? Same with you. Yeah, pretty much. My dad was um into he wasn't really like into wrestling deeply, but he loved the idea of just these guys on TV fighting each other. Just pummeling um, one another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I remember the first my entry into wrestling was literally like the episode before Hogan turned um and joined the NWO. Right. Oh wow. Um, okay. Yeah, I remember the next week, that's when the turn happened. Um, so yeah, and I was like maybe six then seven oh, and dang. that was it i was like hooked from there <laughs> man i kind of feel like a poser talking to you two because uh like as a kid i i it took me a long time to get into wrestling okay uh, so I, i'm 42 years old i was born in 79 so i grew up with you know that uh the wwf that 80s boom and i, I always remember it being around because i mean you couldn't escape hulkamania and all that kind of stuff the cartoon Cindy Lopper and all that. Like I, as a kid, I remember that being around, and I do remember trying to watch wrestling when I was young, but I don't know. Like in my head, it just never computed with me. Where I was like, ah, I don't want to watch this. Like, where's GI Joe? Where's Transformers? Where's Thundercats? Like yeah. that's what I want to watch. So like, I didn't get into wrestling. It took two two of my best friends to eventually. They dragged me kicking and screaming <laughs> into becoming a WWF E fan, and it started around my senior year in high school. My friend Daryl, shout out to you, DJ Impact. He was a huge fan and was trying to get me in. Like, he collected the figures. He was, you know, watching Raw and, like, you know, would record all the episodes and everything. And I'd hang out with him and he was showing me stuff. And he was trying to get me in so much. He was like, dude, I'm, getting, I'm going to WrestleMania, WrestleMania 2000. You're coming with me. I'm like, how much is that going to cost? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I got the tickets. I'm like, all right, well, I guess, all right, fine, I'll go. So at this point, I was in college. And so my other friend, Amir, was also trying to get me into, into wrestling. I, we would every every Monday for, you know, Nitro and Raw, he'd be like, hey, you knock at my door. I'm like, hey, B, come on next door. You know, we're getting the crew together. We're watching wrestling. I'm like, man, I don't want to watch that shit. He's like, come on, man. Just, you know, just have a beer. Just hang out with us at least. So I'm like, all right. So I go over there and uh, just to hang with the, you know, with the fellas. And I'm going to tell you, the guy that turned me around. Gave me my my first start where I'm like, oh, I perked up. I'm like, oh, who, who's this? This dude with uh, who looked like a brother had this gaudy shirt on, these immense freaking uh, sideburns, and I and he, this eyebrow, the, the eyebrow, the eyebrow, eyebrow. That, that became so famous. And he's cutting this promo, and I automatically, I, I just could not look away from this guy. And I'm like, hey, yo, who who's this? Who's this cat right here? Like, oh, bro, that's The Rock, man. I'm like, The Rock, huh? From that moment on, boom, I was off to the races. I was I off to the races. Fun. I was off to the races, dog. And I and I, when people ask me, like, who's my 
my favorite, you know, wrestler of all time. Like, I mean, I love The Rock. Uh, in terms of like in-ring work, like work rate, maybe he's not, but I, I have to give him credit because had it not been for him, who knows where my fandom would have gone. I'd like to think I would have become a fan eventually, but I got to give props to The Rock for kind of basically shattering whatever hesitancy I had about pro wrestling. And I just went full tilt into it. He's one of the greatest of all time, man. He's one yeah. of the greatest. I mean, probably the greatest of all time. Like he's like, is is that is that with the Rockies up there, man? Like he's one I mean, of the he, best to ever do it. Two of my best friends tried the hardest, but it was the Rock, and it was like, okay, all right. I think I'm in now. I think I'm in. <laughs> I think something about that era of wrestling is like they, the Rock, and the likes of Stone Cold, they just transcended wrestling to another level. Where so many people who, like yourself, wasn't really interested in, would, would like, nah, wouldn't see any value in it, wouldn't, wouldn't see the entertainment side. Then too, was so compelling and made it something bigger than life and yeah I, I don't know i don't know if you will ever get anything like them two ever again you know i don't know what do you think uh, mike says no <laughs> not gonna yeah, happen yeah I just don't see, see it man I it does know. seem on, it does seem unlikely now at this point even though i mean there's i mean there's some great talent out there but i mean at the oh, same man. time there's there's so many other entertainment options too where it's just yeah it's just gonna be much it's, it's just not gonna be anywhere near as easy as it was back then where you know no social media, you know, we had, I mean, we had to, we had to record, you know, these episodes on, on, on VHS tapes VHS. and everything like that. But now yeah. it's like with the internet and everything, it's just hard to kind of break through. So yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. The, exactly was... the reality stuff, man, the reality just kills something like that happening. You know, it's, yeah. you just literally thought Austin and rock hated each other. Like, why did these two men not get on? Like, but, um, it was yeah. so entertaining. I actually made a VHS tape. Shout out to Elijah from the Buttons crew. They, they remember this because I went to school with them. And they used to come around to mine. And I just I, I made uh different series. Like I would mm -hmm. I was such a geek with it that <laughs> I would I would record very different wrestling videotapes of like my favorite matches. So I, I did like a Benoit versus Liger series from new japan and stuff from wcw had that on vhs i did i made a austin versus rock thing so i actually literally recorded from the from 97 <laughs> to 2000 and i think it would have been up to 2003 at the time uh their whole feud i had that all in vhs and like that's awesome man yeah i know I, I need to find these tapes it's somewhere in my mom's house i need to find them but um and i did the whole um invasion the invasion angle even though that was a that was a terrible angle but i i thoroughly enjoyed it at the time because that's the closest I got to see in my dream. Of course, yeah, yeah. You know, WWE, that was the closest I got to it. So I was just like, I was still like living by Chris. Oh, this is amazing, but it wasn't really like <laughs> But, um, but um, should we talk about some wrestling before we circle back to Brian as a game developer? We'll get into that in a minute. Max, can you please talk about the world of wrestling? What's been going on? Well, the big news um, was the releases that all happened yesterday. It was yesterday evening for us. So I guess it's maybe during the day for those in the States. Um, WWE, they're back at it again. They said that these releases are going to be fairly regularly um, over the course of a year. Saw 18 talents released. I just got a list in front of me. Scarlett Bordeaux, Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, Trey Baxter, Karrion Cross, Only Lorcan, B-Fab, Jessica Maya. Zayda Ramir, Gran Metalik, Lindsay Dorado, Jeet Rama, Katrina Cortez, Nia Jax, Keith Lee, Harry Smith, Mia Yim, Eva Marie, all released from their contracts. Um, 
some were on TV during the week, last week, stuff like that. And it's come out as well, like the method of release. So we know that John Laurinaitis is the talent relations guy over there at WWE. He's back in business over there. And apparently it was just a one-liner email to um, the, all of the all of the roster, but the names that were released were on the on the list. Um, so due to budget cuts, the following WWE talent were released today, November fourth, twenty twenty-one. Thank you, John Laurinaitis, and a list of names, and that's how they were told. Wow. Um, um... The NXT one had. I guess a bit more depth, if you like, um, due to budgetary cuts with immediate effects. We've come to the come to terms with the release of the following NXT talents. We wish these individuals all the best in their future endeavors, and then just names. So yeah, that sucks. See, I didn't know that. That 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 sucks. See, I don't like that. I don't like that. I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised by a lot of the names it is a shame that a lot of the names are being cut because some of them were finally starting to get used even if, if even if they were in nxt or some got called up to the main roster so some of them were starting to get used and it's a bit unfair to just not give them a chance you know it is sad whatever the reason it just shows that wwe has been if it is to do with budget I don't know. They got. I mean, they just had a show in Saudi Arabia. So, and I mean. if I can add, <laughs> about two hours before the the news of the cut started coming through, they just came off of like a the, one of their public media calls where they said they made a surprising amount of profits this this quarter. I mean, it's not just. I mean, the budget cuts could mean anything, and it? it doesn't. It, 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 the budget cuts is not indicating that WWE are in financial trouble. It's just that they might <laughs> no, they far from it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's just that they just maybe can't afford to have this for whatever reason because they want to keep this money for this amount, whatever it is. But I was gonna say, um, what was I gonna say? The email, that email to have it quite lazy like that. It's mm. that's where I that's where I draw the line. You you're, have to, you're you're a number, mm. unfortunately. Yeah, you're just but the if you're terminating that you're it, you know. We use Listen, you, we don't use you, we drop you to one side, we'll get the next guy in. I have some admin, I have some admin experience, and I would not I would not ever do an email where I feel that I could just yeah. lock Max, Brian, uh, whoever in and be like, hey guys, you're gone. I would definitely give a personal email when it comes to that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, just the, the curtness and the bluntness with this how they did. I, I I knew I knew about the releases, of course. I didn't uh Max, thank you for providing information about that email. No I didn't know that they were, that that's how they disseminated this information in that fashion. Like that is a uh, yeah, man. That's you've got to think. Um, obviously, there's a UK tour going on right now. The likes of Frankie Monet, Taya Valkyrie, ma married to John Morrison. John Morrison was performing live in Sheffield last night when that email must have come through. He's probably come yeah. out of the ring, opened his phone, seen text calls from his yeah, wife, yeah, an email, a generic email. And you know, half of yeah. these people are in the UK, won't probably get that immediate opportunity to say bye to their friends, their colleagues. They don't think they don't think about these things, man. They no. don't care. They don't, they don't care. care. That's that's what it is. It's, they, they don't care. That's the that's yeah, the man. And I was I was worried about uh, about Taya uh, as soon as you know NXT got rebranded to the NXT 2.0, and all this stuff came out about how they're just focusing on you know uh, younger, you know the the younger, greener talent. I mean, and, I mean, she had she only been there for. Has it even been a full year? No, like five months. Wrestled something like that. Four matches. Yeah, and I and it just seemed like you know, okay, she does. Apparently, she's not. She doesn't fit with what you know. This new directive. Uh, Only Lorcan, a guy who I've been a big fan of. Uh, Me too. Years. I, 
I tweeted a few weeks ago. He's criminally underrated, man. Yeah, he's incredible, man. I mean, first time I saw him was at PWG in Reseda like years ago, and I, I was like, just instantly became a fan of that guy. Uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, my heart goes out to everybody who lost their job yesterday. I mean, that's it's never a good thing. I've lost plenty of jobs myself. Like that sucks. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of talent in that list. A lot, a lot of talent. So. I just wish them all the best and whether they, you know, I mean, it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, maybe AEW, but it's like, oh, AEW can't take everybody. No, you know, uh, and it shouldn't. I'm, I'm and, they, and they shouldn't, yeah. They shouldn't. They need to be a bit more protective with their with their signings. I think they've done a good job so far. Yeah, me too. Me too. And um, they just need to be a bit, bit careful with who they take on now. Uh, and then the news with Ring of Honor, you know, basically yeah. ceasing operation at the uh, after final battle. It's like, you know, they're taking off the board at least until I think April of next year is when they say they want to come back. And I hope they do. I really do. Because, look, I just want the boys and the, and the girls that, you know, just want them to have a place to work. You know, and yeah, the more companies that are out there, the better the industry, the better for the fans, the better for the talent. So it's very sad to bring on a ring of honor for me because thanks to my older brother, I was I was um privilege to see its conception from the start right i've got literally i'm looking at one two three four five i can bring it to the camera i'm looking at five videotapes that my brother gave me i'm going to show you in a minute of ring of honor when it first started but unfortunately i think i fell out of love of ring of honor probably since 2015 i'm gonna say i think i fell out of love of it so i mean as sad i am for it to kind of stop business and i don't want it to ever stop business but i just didn't I felt like when ECW closed and when Dust Love closed, I was devastated. You know what I mean? Mm. With Ring of Honor, I'm a bit like, oh, that's a shame. But Well, you I'm- know what? Ultimately, what you just said in 2015 when you fell out of love of it, that's more or less, if we're honest with ourselves, when NXT became that's Ring true. of Honor. That right. is true. That like, is so, yeah. That's spot on, Max. Spot so, on. Yeah. yeah, they've taken all of the talent. They've obviously lost some more talent. I think Ring of Honor just need to... Obviously, there's no TV deal. I've heard from a lot of um, other people I've spoken to, especially in the US, that there is no time where you can turn on your TV and know Ring of Honor is going to be on TV on this day at this time. Whereas we know that, you know, the schedule for AEW, we know the schedule for WWE, Raw and SmackDown. You can't you can't just readily find Ring of Honor on your TV. So that's probably a major issue. But if they come back and do something like how GCW is doing it now, just kind of booking one off big events, you know, get people in on like one day contracts for the event sort of thing and just go like that. Maybe week to week TV isn't the best for them right now. Yeah, I can speak on, on the, the TV thing with Ring of Honor. So like, so Sinclair Bar- Broadcasting, you know, they own Ring of Honor. Uh, and they own, and apparently, I mean, honestly, I didn't even know about Sinclair Broadcasting until they purchased Ring of Honor. Um, and then I found out it's this billion dollar company. They have all these TV stations and channels, but they're regional. And so I'm in LA and we don't have Sinclair affiliated channels out here. So for me, so for me to watch Ring of Honor, uh, it's, and, and they make it, I mean, it's, it's easy if you know, but if, you know, fight TV, you can go to their website and watch it. But to your point, like when it comes to AEW, when it comes to even impact WWE, SmackDown and raw, like those are on very, um, I mean, known channels here, USA, TNT, uh, Access, even though Access is not in their league, but but people know where to find these shows. Uh, but the Sinclair, even if you live maybe on the East Coast, Midwest, if you have Sinclair, I think because it's syndicated, to your point, Max, it, 
depending on where you live, it doesn't even come on at the same time. You know, uh, sometimes it could be at midnight in your area. Sometimes it could be on like, I don't know, like earlier than that. So yeah, their, their TV was haphazard. And, and honestly, they're, the shows themselves were because they, they taped, they pre-taped everything or it was, they were taped shows. So a lot of yeah. times like you try to watch it and it's like, I don't even, it was just, it, it was just hard to kind of follow. I thought yeah. the yeah, programs, sure. the storylines and all that, but you know, the wrestling is always good. I, I basically would just buy the pay-per-views and kind of just like, all right, well I'll catch up, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Question for you guys. I'll go. I'm going to ask Max this first. So, out of all the talent WWE just released last night, mm. three names, three names that you would think you should just suggest AEW should sign out of those out of that list: Keith Lee, Ember Moon, Taya Valkyrie. Okay, and Brian? Uh yeah, Keith Lee. I was going to say that, but I want to try to come up with some other people now. Uh, Keith Lee's accounted for. They do need to bolster the women's division. So yeah. Uh, when Taya, when 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 Taya was making her decision about where she was going to go when she left Impact, I was hoping she would go to AEW, uh, if for no other reason that they she could really be a huge positive to that division. So, uh, yeah, Taya, uh, Mia Kim, and uh, hmm, I'm going to say Lorkin. Only uh, Lorkin, yeah, that's a good yeah. show. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. That'd be good. It yeah, baffles I, me why Taya Valkyrie just didn't go to the main roster. As it, like she doesn't need NXT. No, yeah. I know. That was a wasted opportunity by WWE. I think they were doing what they did with Bobby Roode, where they thought, let's give Taya some rub on NXT and then you know build it like you know, even though the fans know who she is, but maybe mm. make, make the make the wrestling fans do the job of making the casual fans know who she is, like the you know, that's what happened yeah. with Bobby Roode. Yeah. And then it was just, but it just didn't work out. And unfortunately, they should have done that with Bobby Roode. If I'm honest, I did like Bobby Roode's NXT run. Don't get me wrong. Brilliant. But they should Brilliant. have just injected him straight to the main roster with that glorious gimmick. They should have done that because that yeah, I, I, I agree. It's a shame. It's a shame, it's a shame um, that Bobby Roode's not being used like he should. I do agree with Tyre. I do agree with Ember. I do agree with Mia Yim actually going AEW as well. I think that'll be. I think the women do need a bit of an injection. I think this is a good chance for them to kind of inject some great talent to the women's. Keithley, I would love to see in AEW. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm hearing rumors about Kyle O'Reilly contracts being expired. Yeah, at the, end, at, at the end, at the end of, is it? It's either the end of this month or maybe the end of December. It's the end of December. That was the next thing I was gonna say. Yeah. So Kyle O'Reilly's contract, December thirty first. That's it. Um, okay. Now, now I, Gargano was the same as well. Um, he's in the same boat, and Kevin Owens is January 2022. Yeah. Brian, weren't you with you with me when when Adam Cole debuted at SummerSlam in 2017 in Brooklyn? Weren't you with me? Were you there? Am I making this up? Adam Cole in in NXT when he showed up and debuted on NXT. For- oh man. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were going nuts. We were going. Yeah, nuts. yeah, yeah. And and then I would love to see honestly the era in AEW. I mean, it well, won't be that... called that. It won't be called that. But no, them against it'll, against it'll the be called Red Dragon. Yeah, yes. bring back yeah. Red it'll Dragon. Called... Exactly, Red Dragon from Ring of Honor. Bring that faction back. But against... Bobby Fish already has music. <laughs> He's already oh, yeah, got yeah, the yeah, Red Dragon music. Mm. So Red Dragon against All Elite. I mean, I'm up for that. Yeah, me too. I'm off the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Oh my God, that's that's some show. Yeah, and, and, and Kevin Owens just seems like a gimme. Uh, yeah, I think Kevin based, Owens going as well. Just based on the friendship, and let's see. Also, a lot. So my a lot of my um, experience with the elite, you know, the Adam Cole's, the Young Bucks, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, um, Roderick Strong, 
Kevin o or Kevin Steen. Like I got my first taste of these guys in PWG, mm. and well, was that I know it again. Um, uh, uh, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Mm. Mount yeah, Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know how tight these guys are. I mean, they can't fake their that friendship. You know what I mean? Like, and you would see it before the shows, after the shows. Like, you could just tell how how close that group was. So, you know, when I found out about Kevin Owens' contract coming up next year, early next year, I'm like, I mean, that's, I mean, just for, I, I don't know, as a fan, and I think just for his uh, his <laughs> I guess well being and wanting to enjoy this other part of his career, I I really do hope that he makes his way to AEW. I mean, Kevin Steen is. I mean, we all know how great Kevin Steen is, and to yeah reunite him with the Bucks, whether on the same side or against each other, like that'll just be brilliant. That would definitely be brilliant. That's something. So that's something I'm looking forward to. I mean, AEW's done a really good job so far. I have to admit, I've been dipping out of wrestling recently. I haven't really watched um, much Dynamite or Raw or SmackDown in a, in a, in, a, in the past few weeks. But um, I know they're doing some amazing stuff. I heard that Brian had a great match with Eddie Kingston last week. I need to catch up on that. Oh, um, so good. Doesn't this guy have a brilliant match with? Like, he's just a machine right now, bro. Like, Yeah, Brian, you mean crazy. Brian? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. obvious to say, but yeah. it's like no, the but I know consistency what you mean, of the level of these no. matches. Like, Max, I understand it. Because, like, shout out to Elijah again. Like, even in the group chat, he's saying stuff like, Oh my God, Brian's having the Brian. I didn't know how I didn't know how great Brian was, and I was like, "Well, Brian's always been this way." But I'm he's seen it from a. I don't think he he watched much Brian in Ring of Honor days. You know what I mean? Or, Before or, he went to WWE, right? Yeah, so he's seen yeah. it from a WWE perspective, and I was like, "Well, even in WWE perspective, you can still see how great he is." But I understand it because he Brian wasn't given that Brian in WWE. He wasn't allowed to. He wasn't allowed to show that style of Brian, even though there was you know references to it. He couldn't it show that. Yeah, you know, there's definitely glimpses, but yeah. I feel like in the last couple of years, since he's come out of the retirement and he's come back, he's really been giving it his all. Even in yeah. WWE, it's like, yeah, this might be the last time, my last few years doing this. He already, obviously, when he joined AEW, he said he's got about three years left. Um, So, yeah, every time he's stepping in that ring, the guy is doing an absolute madness. <laughs> like, with, I can't believe it. Yeah, Brian class. Danielson is a... I, I love Brian Danielson. Yeah, he, me too. I credit him. So I credit The Rock with getting me into pro wrestling. I credit Brian Danielson with keeping me a yeah. pro wrestling fan yeah. because, yeah. and it's funny, I know, I don't know if we'll get to my early years with TSU, but like after SmackDown vs. Raw 2007, I think we were in the middle of 2008. I really was kind of just, and this is years ago, I was despondent with like SmackDown and Raw. Like I was just kind of losing. I'm like, these shows just aren't good. Yeah. And, uh, and I credit, uh, Stevie Richards, of all people, we were at a mocap shoot and he was the first one to introduce me to Ring of Honor. He gave me like three CDs that he had because we were talking after we had wrapped up for the day just about wrestling and stuff. And he had mentioned Ring of Honor. I'm like, Ring of what? He was like, oh, Ring of Honor is just an independent promotion. He's like, oh, bro, like you haven't seen it? I'm like, no. So he opens up his, uh, his CD bag or whatever. And he's like, just take these. Like, for real? He's like, yeah, yeah. And that was, uh, Danielson was on one of those uh, CDs that I got, or DVDs at the time. And, and it just, like the way his work just wowed me to such a degree because I was like, wow, like I'm an adult male. I'm like, is this, is he really fucking this guy up? Like, I, like this, he really laid it in there. Like just his work was just different from what I was seeing with, uh, with WWE. And that's, and I just became enamored with him and ring of honor. And so Brian Danielson is amazing. So yeah, I mean, I, I was a fan up until he signed 
he went to WWE and I was like, look, okay. And, and a lot of this happens when like my favorites go to WWE. I, um, I don't get, I don't get angry. I don't get upset. I'm happy for the talents because this is a business and I want them to make their money. Of course. And, but I always kind of lament the facts where I was like, I hope for the best, but if things go the way I think they might, I all, I, I always have his ring of honor stuff, his independent stuff. Like I always know how dope this guy can be. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, his, his WWE career, of course, you know, was what it was. It was good. But when he left and like the guy we're seeing now, like, I mean, it really is two different people. You know, Brian Danielson is back. It's like he never left. And, you know, Daniel Bryan is another version of him. But I'm just loving his run that he's on. Every match that he's had has just been a tour de force. And like pay-per-view quality stuff that we're seeing. Skill it, brother. You got to see his match with Kingston. I I've will. seen it twice already. I will. I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch. Yeah, because he. I think. I think. I have all these from that class of generation of wrestlers till today. I think he's the greatest of all time. Yeah, and and it's ironic too, because like in Ring of Honor, you know, he called himself the best in the world, and uh, and then Punk took <laughs> took that. Right around that. Yeah. 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 But uh, I just. Brian, I, but I, yeah. So go. Ahead. No. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said Brian. He's you know like we you could just ring off the list of names that he's had as classics with you know from before yeah. WWE like you know the, the Kenta matches were like one of my yeah. favorite matches ever and I feel like every ever since that those matches everything he's the done is kind of, yeah you know Guinness. what I mean yeah, yeah. Like, the Guinness ones are crazy like when the uppercuts and the Guinness is all bleeding and all, I was just like bro this is crazy and you know the stuff he did with Samoa Joe and yeah Brian he's different. Yeah, he's yeah, he's something special, man. He really is. Yeah, he really is. I think when it's all said and done, there'll be like a new like the, I'm looking forward to the, the the wrestling fans today that's growing up watching him and where he's placed and their Mount Rushmore. You know what I yeah. mean? Like because you know our, our wrestlers are fading out, you know. We're getting older. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, but yeah, that's good. Um, should we uh, anything else to talk about wrestling wise, or should we just talk about Brian's in game style with the Yeah, know? let's let's talk about the gaming stuff. This is what people want to hear. All right. So, Brian. Yo. What was your first uh, job getting in involved in the game developing world? Uh, so, right after college. So, I graduated. You guys call it university over there? College? Yeah. 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 You, know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have college uh, and we have university. So, college is like what you attend to just before you attend university. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Right after college. Uh and it's funny too, cause like, so I was like a super senior in college. I was having way too much fun. And, uh, and I was like, okay, I got I gotta buckle down and like finish. And so I refocused myself, but to do that, I had to let a lot of stuff go. So there was a time for maybe about a year, I kind of just got out of wrestling. This is 2003. And, you know, I wrapped up, you know, my college, I went to Cal State Northridge here in LA and, uh, so I graduated, you know, and I was like, man, I finally did it. This is great. Didn't think I'd make it this far because I had thoughts of quitting college, uh, but I'm glad I, I stuck through it. And so the first job that I ever had, like straight out of college was at THQ. Uh, I got a job as a video game tester. Amazing. And uh, now the funny story about this, I, I, I've told this in different shows and stuff, but so I didn't even know. Do you guys remember the real world on MTV? Yeah, mm -hmm. of course. Yeah. Okay. So when I was in college, they, they, were, they had a season of the real world Boston. And there was his brother, Cyrus, who was on there. And I love Cyrus on the show. And when, when, that's, when that season wrapped up, a couple months later, they had a, you know, where are they now type of episode where it was like checking in with everybody, seeing what they're up to. 
and they checked in with Cyrus and you know the camera's following him around and he's explaining how he's got like this job as a game tester and I was like what that's a job I was like you you can do that because I had no idea and I just casually mentioned it to my girlfriend at the time about how yeah I just saw this guy Cyrus in the real world he's like a video game tester doing that as a job that's so cool it's like I'd like to do that just in passing right Fast forward, you know, months and months, I finished college, I graduate, and my girl, I think it was the day after, she sends me an email. She forwards it to me. She, unbeknownst to me, had contacted THQ about a potential job for me as a video game tester. Wow. And, and she set up, basically she set up a, you know, an appointment for me to go down there and talk to, the, and talk to them. And I was like, what? And I was like, baby, that's just, just amazing, you know, for an interview. And I went down there. I mean, the interview was nothing. It's like, you got two thumbs. Uh, can you write a complete sentence? Boom. <laughs> there you go. You're, you're hired. Uh, but I did have to do a two-week training course, which was, it was paid, but it was kind of laughable. I'm like, any a, a monkey could have gotten through uh, this training. Like, they put up the most, I think, what game did I, did I test for two weeks? It was like a Nickelodeon game that TSQ was famous for putting out. Uh, that whole library of stuff. And it was so, I mean, the, it was so obviously buggy where they're like, okay, so find something wrong, document it down, da da da. So, like, two weeks later, of course, I mean, not of course, I mean, I get the job. Like, you'd really have to just not show up to not be hired. Uh, but that was my start. And once I got in there, it was, uh, I was a contractor. I wasn't an actual employee of THQ. But uh, my first job, once I got, after my two weeks, they put me on. Uh, WWE, I think, yeah, I think they were E at that time or F, but Raw 2 for the original Xbox. I don't know if you guys remember that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Game was terrible. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, <laughs> but, but what it did was that it, it, uh, I was like, oh, wrestling. I used to, I used to watch this, you know? So and wait, kinda... sorry, to, sorry to stop you, Brian. So you never, yeah. so did you ever play? The old THQ games that they developed in the late nineties, like the WCW Revenge, World Tour, uh, WrestleMania two thousand, No Mercy. You never played any of those games. WrestleMania two thousand, yes. My friend Daryl, who I mentioned, he he had it, so I played that. I played No Mercy, uh, no Mercy. in the dorms and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I never bought them myself. You know, my friends right. just had them. They were always around. I mean, yeah. you know, back then, you know, No Mercy and like Goldeneye were in everybody's. Uh, <laughs> you know, those are my games, bro. Those are my One, games. Two. Goldeneye was the game. <laughs> Goldeneye, bro. You had a 64, you had to have Goldeneye. And 64, you changed the settings to uh was it one shot kill? One One shot shot kill, kill, yeah, yeah. And then and then and then you I used to be Boris or I used to be odd job and I used to go down on my knees and oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) 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 Of the blood across the screen. That's it. Anyway, go ahead, man. So, so yeah, as I'm testing Raw 2, like my kind of, I'm just getting rekindled and re-familiar with, because there's a lot of faces on the roster that I remember, like, you know, Kurt Kurt Angle and stuff like that. But there were a whole bunch of other new faces, and I was like, so who's this? So during the course of me testing that, like my, you know, my fandom of pro wrestling just kind of came back. And so finished up Raw 2. I think the next game that I was on, I tried to get on Here Comes the Pain, um that was the that was the next game in develop in yeah, test here comes I, the paid yeah and i and i went to i went to my boss and i asked to be because you never really had a, a choice of which game you tested they just kind of put you where they put you but i remember asking hey can i be put on this uh smack here comes the pain and like oh, we'll, we'll think about it we'll think about it 
didn't happen. They put me on SpongeBob SquarePants uh, oh, Battle for Bikini Bottom. Okay. <laughs> which I loved. I had fun. I had fun testing it. That's actually a pretty charming game. Um, but uh, I ended up doing after that. They put me on the first SmackDown versus Raw. They had rebranded after Here Comes the Pain, SmackDown versus Raw, and tested that. And it was during um, working on that game. Because I was like probably one of not not the best tester. I was never the best tester, but I was most knowledgeable about the game and about you know about the uh, the property. And my test lead, he came to me one day and he was like, "Hey, you know, Brian, you know, they're having this uh, GameStop convention in uh, in Orlando, and the you know the guys upstairs, you know, product development, the Corey Ledesmas of the world. I didn't know Corey at the time, but they were like, they need uh, somebody to go there and kind of uh, demo the game for all the GameStop managers." And I recommended you. Would you want to go? And I said, yeah. Anything to get out of this office, this testing environment? Because by this point in time, I was about ready to quit testing. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm, I'm kind of done with this. Done and in the time. back of my head, I'm thinking, man, Cyrus was doing this. He must have been on some hard times. Because being a video game tester is not a glamorous job. The pay is whatever. It's terrible. So I was like, anything to get out of here. So I went on that first GameStop show in Orlando, and yeah, I just you know, uh, I think Albert was there, uh, Prince Albert. He he was like injured at the time, but because you know the WWE sent you know a, a wrestler to sign autographs and stuff. So I'm there demoing the game. You know, got a chance to meet Albert. He signed, got me an autograph, and uh, I didn't meet Corey on this trip, but I met Corey's the guy who I would eventually replace, which I didn't know, but uh, Devin. And Devin was a designer working on the title. Um, and me and him just kind of clicked immediately. And so we're running around the convention. Stan Lee was there. Uh, I'm, I'm up there demoing and Devin comes over. He's like, bro, bro, Stan Lee's over there by Activision. Because I think Activision had one of their X-Men games coming out at the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they had Stan Lee saying autographs. So Devin comes over. He's like, hey, let's go. Let's go. And I'm like, I can't leave the station. And he grabs control. He's like, yes, you can. So me and him. <laughs> Go to Activision. He knows people there, so he basically had us cut in front of the line, and we got a chance to meet Stan Lee, and uh, again got another autograph. And just had I was there for two days. Just had a really fun time, and again it was just nice to be out of the office. Uh, went back to LA, continued my testing, and uh, I think two weeks later I got sent on another trip. Uh, again to Florida. I forget if it was like Tampa, but it was a similar situation. And I'm like, oh, again, this is cool. Didn't think anything of it, go back to work. And uh, I'm just working, you know, one day, maybe like two months later, I'm working on, at this time, Big Mother Truckers 2. <laughs> Again, just like really looking for a way out. And I'm working one day in my test lead, again, different test lead, but he's like, hey, Brian, there's someone out in the hall I want to talk to you. So I'm like, who? He's like, I don't know, somebody from upstairs. So I go out and it was Devin. And this other white guy who I never met before, Corey, he introduces himself. Hey, I'm Corey Ledesma. I see Devin. I'm like, hey, what's up, brother? Give him some dab. And they both basically just asked me if I would be interested in, you know, working with them on the W franchise, you know, as a designer. And I'm looking around. I'm like, y'all punking me right now. Like, this isn't funny. You know, don't <laughs> this. This isn't funny. They're like, no, 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 we're serious, man. Like, if you're interested, I mean, we can't promise anything, but there's a spot coming up. And, you know, uh, and Corey, this is Corey telling me, he's like, you know, Devin has a lot of good stuff, you know, says a lot of good things about you, you know, you, you know, the, the the product, you know, and all this and the other. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, they said, okay, well, we'll be in touch. 
And so I went back to, to work and I'm on cloud nine at this point. But again, it's almost like being a wrestler, you know, backstage in WWE, which I've been plenty of times. I got stories about being backstage at Raw SmackDown. You know, as I'm sure you've heard stories, you know, they'll tell a wrestler one thing, but it never comes to a fruition. So I kind of have that same mentality <laughs> where I'm like, this sounds good, but I'm not going to put all my eggs in this one basket. Mm. So I ended up applying for a gig, another job within QA, uh, the game evaluation team, which was a small, it was like a six person team that, they didn't test, but what they did was they evaluated other competing titles that were similar to games that TSU had in production. And we would write documentation, like analyzing what they're doing versus what we might be doing. Great job. I got a nice, you know, pay increase. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy, you know, and this was, you know, maybe a month and a half after I talked to Corey and Devin because nothing, I hadn't heard anything. And so I get this job a month into that gaming valve job. They come back, Devin and Corey, and they're like, hey, you still went in? I know you just got this new position. I'm like, hell yeah. And so I got a formal offer. And uh, I went and I told the game evaluation guys, look, you know, I'm sorry. I know I just got here, but I've got this great opportunity upstairs. Yeah. And they were all happy for me. They're like, no, be of course, man. you got to take that. And uh, so, yeah, I started in 2000. This was 2005, summer. Because SmackDown versus Raw 2006 was in development, in, in test. Mm -hmm. And uh, I joined the team. And my first, I guess, creative work on the franchise was Corey put me in charge of working on the mini games for the PSP version of uh, SVR 2006. And that was kind of my first. I don't know if you remember that version of the game, but they had these crazy mini games. Like one was like Eugene, where you had to control them down the aisleway and he was almost like like moving I've sideways. It on youtube i've watched it on youtube i haven't played it myself yeah <laughs> don't don't it. don't, <laughs> don't that was my first stab at designing anything and uh and yeah i mean that was a start i mean i my first uh the first time i actually really started doing full tilt design work and starting from you know from pre-production on was you know the next game you know 2007 and it's been off to the races ever since that's wicked, Brian, man. That's awesome. And and right now, I mean, we won't talk too much about it, but you are currently involved in developing the new AE All Elite Wrestling, the first ever All Elite Wrestling video game, right? The, f the first ever console uh, All Elite Wrestling video game, because they do have the mobile, uh, the mobile oh, GM, yeah, the mobile game. GM game and the casino game. But yeah, this will be their first console. And this uh, is a much game. anticipated game. A lot of people say, I think Kenny Omega has come out and said that it's kind of it's gonna be like a throwback to No Mercy. Yeah. 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 So okay. I mean that is yeah, that's the direction that we're trying that we are uh, aiming for. Yeah. And with the previous games that you worked on with the WWE, like you were you were also involved with the 2K games? I was, yeah. Yeah. Max, do you have any questions on these 2K games? Yeah, so it was just a guess. Shout out to Supine Smokey. Um, he's in one of our group chats. Yeah, shout out to Supine. He's a, he's a G. I like him. I yeah, like him. he's a real wrestling head. I never he met him, but if you guys like him, I like him too. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a real wrestling head. And um, he was asking, and pull up his question. He goes, um, how do you set up a motion capture team? Um, how do you get in touch with the wrestlers for motion capture? And then on the day, what sort of of stuff kind of goes down in the session for it. Okay, that's, oh, that's a good question. Um, so how do you get the team started? So when I, during, when I was at THQ working on the, the you know, the WWE franchise, uh, initially, so I, I, I started, I became, I started directing motion capture in 2000, 
in 2007 with SmackDown versus Raw 2008. Prior to that, I would be on set with Corey. He was a director, and I was basically his assistant director, kind of just learning under him what to do, how the whole thing operates. Early on, anytime we had a motion capture shoot and we needed talent, uh, we went through the WWE, and they would send us their developmental talent either from Deep South Wrestling or OVW. Um, we didn't really have any sort of, like, it wasn't like we were just picking, like, oh, we want this person in development or this person. They basically just sent us who they wanted to send, um, unless there was something very specific, like we needed a Rey Mysterio type or something of that nature. Then they'd be like, okay, well, who can do the flips and all that kind of stuff? Um, which is how I met, I mentioned Stevie uh, Richards earlier. Um, he was sent out in one of those earlier uh, motion capture sessions. Not that he was in developmental, but I think he might have been Either just off TV or, or yeah, yeah. they wasn't using him back then, and I they think I, remember him, yeah. he, I think he was the one doing all the motions for like Undertaker entrance and stuff like that, right? Am I right about that? He might have been. I those early shoots, I kind of forget. I because I it probably so it blows my mind. It probably was the the actual person. The actual person just doesn't come. No, um, well, I'll, I'll get there unless unless okay. you unless okay, you no, really go, need go for it. it. No, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. So, so early on, you know, they, they would send us, I mean, I worked with uh, MVP, shout out to MVP. That guy is a real one. He's a, he, he's a fan of the podcast. He's a, he's a, he, well, no, I wouldn't say a fan. He's a friend of the podcast. I should say he's a friend of the podcast. And uh, yeah, we love him too. We, he's he's, he's a great such guy. a good, such a good dude. And yeah. uh, I'm not even gonna say that we're friends or anything like that acquaintances, but over the years, you know, uh, I, I would see him I, at events where me and you, a skillet would go to like some of these conventions and not conventions, like press events. And yeah, maybe we had a wrestling show. Like I'd, I'd run into him and every time we'd see each other, he always remembered me. He always gives me dap and just like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Da, da, da. So he was one of the early guys that that we used. Uh, Doug Basham. Um, <laughs> Doug Basham, you know. <laughs> uh, Basham Brothers. Uh, Mike Knox. Uh, Bill DeMott. Bill DeMott was a trainer from Deep South, so he was there early on. He didn't suit up, but he was there just kind of like they. So the WWE, when they would send the talent, they'd all they would also send like a, uh, I guess a chaperone for lack of a better word. So Bill DeMott was there several times. Tommy Dreamer was there several times in that capacity. Um, I met my friend uh, Mike Taylor, um, Micah Taylor. He was in Deep South at the time, and he would he would eventually end up him and his wife Tracy ended up becoming one of the most prolific mocap performers. But I met him in 2006 and got his call. We exchanged information, everything like that. Um, so we used the WWE talent up until they shut down OVW, or they not shut down OVW, but they left OVW, went to uh, Florida and started up FCW, FCW, right? Yeah. And so once that happened, you know, they basically dubbed the WWE. They basically told us when it comes to motion capture, you know, we really can't send you these talents anymore because we're doing TV and we need everybody. So if you're if you know any wrestlers or you can field your own team, basically. And so we were like, oh, OK. So I cultivated this team that the team that would eventually become the A team. And uh, and it started by with me reaching out to my friend Cassidy Riley, who was in uh developmental i worked with him previously and uh, he had been released um and i reached out to him and i was like hey man you know we're having a whole cap shoot um if you know some other talents these are the type of guys we're looking for so he helped with the original crew that we had cassidy did um brought in um oh man i can't forget his name he's gonna kill me uh 
He was a former TNA guy. He was. Oh, damn it. Let me see. I'm looking at. Oh, he's going to kill me. But I remember his name, boy. I know. I know. Chase Stevens. Oh, my God. Chase Stevens. Jeez. Okay. Oh, Chase uh, Stevens. Yeah, Chase Stevens. Yeah. He was part of the original crew. Um, David Young. He was part of the original crew. And uh, we had another. We had another guy that rounded out as a fourth. I forget his name. He didn't really. He wasn't. He was a nice guy, but he didn't really take to uh, motion capture. Um, and then over the years, when other people got released from WWE, people that I had met, uh, Mike Mondo from the Spirit Squad, Mikey. Yeah. yeah. Um, he became a regular part of the team. Micah Taylor, who I mentioned earlier, he, him, and his wife got released. And then he reached out to me, and so I was like, "Dude, you're back. You know, we don't. We're, we're fielding our own team now." So then Mike Taylor became a fixture. And it kind of just grew from there. Uh, some guys would come in and out. Uh, Harry Smith, you know, we had mentioned him. You know, Harry's a friend. He did, he worked several of our shoots. Um, there was a time where I needed, you know, a high flyer. Another one's a, a cruiserweight guy. And Sanjay Dutt had just been released from uh, from TNA. TNA. And, and I, have, I, I ran into him because I think he did. He did PWG shortly thereafter. And, uh, it was like during the intermission, I went up to him and I introduced myself and I said, hey, man, I'm a big fan. Um, and basically just asked if he would be interested in maybe possibly doing some motion capture work for the games. I gave him my card. Um, and that was it. He reached out to me, said he was in. And very so he became very, very underrated talent, Sanjay. He is. Very Sanjay, very he's an amazing, very. he's an amazing person and just fantastic. It was a shame because he, he signed with the WWE as a development. No, sorry, he signed with the WWE after his career is kind of done and he became an agent. Yeah. But as a time and now, he, now he's with AEW as an agent. Now he's back. Yeah, now he's in AEW because he got released last year, didn't he? I think he lost his job last year. Uh, I think he left on his own. Oh, he left on his own. Yeah, okay, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's so cool. that's yeah. So that's pretty much how you know the teams get fielded, and then again, every you know, whether and sometimes it, it, we basically had a core of six. But then if we're doing cutscenes for story mode or universe mode and we need to bring in other people, you know, that's how, you know, I I bring in a low key, uh, another good solid dude, uh, Trent. Uh, I've known Trent since 2008. He was I think he was on that last team of WWE uh, talents that they sent us. Mm. And uh, the first thing he did in WWE, even before he went to uh, I think like OBW or FCW, his first gig was being sent to us. Um, which was cool. So Trent's a great dude. So when Trent got released, I'd reach out to him and I'd bring him in because I kept in contact with everybody. And before you know it, I just had this like Rolodex of like all these fantastic human beings and great performers who were wrestlers. And, you know, you kind of bring in guys, some were specialists that needed like a big, big man. Um, and then you just had the, the standard crew, but Adam Pierce worked with him a lot, you know, before he went to, uh, to NXT and now he's on WWE, another great performer. When we when we added the end of days that move, you know, uh, Baron Corbin does it. Happy Corbin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think we added it as part of the DLC move pack for Two K Fifteen, and uh, Pierce was the one who did it. Did a great job with that original version of the move. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm being long winded. I apologize, but that's that's how the teams were formed. That is so fascinating. Yeah. And and, and uh, you and you work because I love the Two K games. I know I I think I speak for Mex as well. We yeah. love those. I love those games. Like, you know, the fact that you can do community creations and you can download 
people's customized wrestlers that look exactly like a 2K character and and you know this the storylines, the storyboards, and everything that you can do with it. I love those games. So what what was the last 2K game you worked on? Uh 2K19. So 2K19. 2K19. I love that game. I still play that game That's, today. Yeah, that well I, the, I, the last one was a a bit of a well. So when you left, it all it all started crumbling down, Brian. Is there a coincidence? No, no, not, not, <laughs> not, not just me. I when, think not. When the team left, when you when Yuke's uh, when Yuke's left, or when we were no longer working on it, uh, I never played uh, 2K20. I mean, I've seen videos and I've obviously heard about it. Um, but yeah, but I want to go back to the mocap stuff because I want to answer the other questions. Uh, yes, 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 yes. So you had mentioned Max. You had mentioned about you know whether so we never use the actual people. Yeah, there were certain situations. When we did, we would bring in the regular talent. So I remember, uh, so two examples, a lot of both, more than two. MVP, when he when he actually made it to the main roster, and we had, you know, he does a ball and elbow, he does a little hop step, ball and then with the elbow. If you remember the original games with him in it, like that move looked terrible <laughs> because the steps were all off. Uh, I had my boy Mike, Michael Taylor, he did it. and. They're, he's really tight with MVP. So he was like, oh, I, I got his motions. I got his motions. Um, didn't look very good. So <laughs> in order to correct it, we had a shoot coming up for the previous year's game. And I uh, requested uh, through one, our project manager, Frank. I'm like, hey, Frank, if it's possible to WWE will lend us MVP for just a day so he can do his taunts, his moves, his entrance. So they allowed it. So he came in, did his all his stuff. Uh, crime time. Same thing, you know, uh, we needed somebody with some rhythm. We didn't have, I loved our crew. A lot of these, these cats, they didn't have any rhythm. They could, really couldn't move the same way that JTG and Shad did. So uh, they came in one day and I got, a, I got to work with both of those guys and they are fantastic. So what you're games. saying is that all the black men with a little bit of sauce, <laughs> they, they had to come in and do the job themselves because they can't be imitated. Uh, Yeah, I guess there's that. And then... <laughs> And then, you know, uh, Pac, Pac, you yeah. know, uh, the first year that we did the moves pack for our DLC, I think it was, um, damn, was it WWE 13 or 2K4? I think he came in for 2K14's move pack. But he had just signed with uh, with WWE, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of Pac. Amazing. Pac, I, I'm so used to saying Pac, but uh, I was a big fan, and I was like, oh, dude, like, we've got to get his moves in the game as part of, you know, this moves pack. So again, I reached out to my project manager. I asked them if they'd be willing to, to let us, you know, work with him for the day, and uh, and they did. So he came in and did all of his stuff. Um, I actually worked with them again a couple years later uh, when we I, I directed. It was Sami Zayn, uh, Paul Heyman, Cesaro. This was for Two K Fifteen. They came in. It was mostly like for a, like a PR thing to kind of show. You know, WWE wanted to put this package together showing how the wrestlers are involved in the game. Yeah. Uh, so it worked on two fronts. I mean, they use it for PR, but we also used, you know, Cesaro's motions and Pac's motions again, uh, uh, Zane and all that. So that was cool. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, if, if need be, we were able to, uh, to to request certain talents. But, yeah, now, yeah, the brothers, you know, uh, not everybody, like I said, got that rhythm and just has that swag to their movements, you know. Uh, so, so yeah. Who did the motion capture for Street Profits in 2K19? So, so okay, so once I once I left 2K and I was I worked and I began working with Dukes directly, 
I was out of the motion capture. Oh, okay, okay. So my the last the last shoot that I did for WWE was for two K fifteen in two thousand fourteen. Because by fifteen right. I had left and I had joined you. So right uh, when it came to mocap on that, the only thing I did like I helped you know like select the moves for the guys, but I wasn't there uh, on site. That was all two K doing the motion capture. Uh, okay, I think mean, yeah, I I don't think they got brothers doing. Street profits on that one. Oh really? <laughs> it wasn't no. bad. It wasn't bad. It just it just wasn't. You know, it was wasn't street profits. It did it. That's what it was. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. you, can, you can tell. You can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that is amazing, Brian. That is amazing. And um, what else are you working on? That's not besides from the AEW projects. Anything else that you got going cooking? That is my focus, man. Uh, like my, I am living and breathing all elite wrestling right now. Um, you know, in terms of my. Uh, my 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 weekly wrestling uh, viewing habits and my job. Like I'm completely focused on working on this game. On you know, like you said, you know, serving our audience. You know, AEW and just pro wrestling fans in general. With you know, I mean, the, the fans need a really good game at the moment. I mean, it's yeah, uh, yeah. it's been a, it's been a while. A good alternative as well. A good alternative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's been a while, and you know. That's that's everybody's focus, you know. Everybody at Ukes, everybody at AEW, like that's our primary focus right now is just to deliver that best in class pro wrestling game. You know, something that everybody's going to enjoy. Like if you watch AEW, if you watch Independence, if you're just a fan of pro wrestling, you know, we just really want, you know, we just want to serve that our our fan base, you know, because they're hungry. And and to make them, um, what's the word, dribble a bit. If we're going to give a percentage of how far the game is down the line to completion, what would you say? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I probably shouldn't say. Okay. But it's, don't worry, don't worry Dad. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you don't need to say. You don't need to say. But it's, but I was, I would just say everything is moving in the right direction for sure. Good, good. good. Brian, thank you so much for joining us, man. Honestly, we, we always oh, that's ask. It. That's it. Oh, no, man. We could, we got time. We could still talk. I mean, no, that's um, fine. We got, we got to save some for the next time. Yeah, exactly. But before you do go, we do ask our guests their wrestling Mount Rushmore. Who is oh, on dude. Brian Williams' wrestling Mount Rushmore? Okay, I gotta get a pin out. <laughs> Man said, I need I to do it. the prep work. I can't miss no yeah. one out. <laughs> okay, now this is gonna sound funny coming from you know an American. How many people on Mount Rushmore? Four. Four, okay. You should know that. See, that's uh, the American educational system at its finest. Uh, okay, so The Rock. Yep. I mentioned him earlier. Um, I wouldn't be talking to you guys. I wouldn't have my career probably were it not for The Rock. That's amazing. Or at least enjoying my career to the degree that I do. Yeah. Um, Brian Danielson. Okay, I love that. I, I love, love that. that entry. I love that. For, again, keeping me a wrestling fan and showing me that, you know, uh, just because WWE may be the biggest, they're the Coca-Cola of pro wrestling, but there are other flavors out there, and they don't have a, a lock on what pro wrestling is and can be. Mm. Um, that's two. Let me see. Uh, Hulk Hogan would be on my, whatever the, the the negative version of a Mount Rushmore. I would put that addiction on there. Um, let me see. Dang. Okay. See, now I'm just gonna be a prisoner of the moment. Um, oh man, this is hard, guys. 
Um, I mean, oh, it changes not... every, sometimes it changes every day. Don't literally don't, don't overthink it. Because next right. time I invite you on, you might have a totally different list. I mean, the Rock. I'm sure the Rock will still stay on there. I'm maybe Brian, but all right. Just I'm gonna I'm put Tomohiro Ishii. Oh on yeah. List. Yeah yeah yeah. And uh, man, should I put a? I want to put a woman on? No, I like this. Very uh, inclusive. Yeah. Huh. Who is the? Hmm. Yeah. Who is the greatest women's wrestler in your opinion, Brian? Yeah. Oh, and the, oh, geez. Well, not to name drop. I am partial to Natty. Again, she's a friend. I think Natty is fantastic. She is. She is. She actually is. Yeah, what that in in ring wise? Yeah, she's wonderful. in ring wise. Yeah. She's, yeah, definitely up there. She's a heart, yeah. though. You know, she's a heart. You know, them, yeah. that 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 family. I know. Yeah, they're just different breed. Different breed. Hmm. Jeez. <laughs> Sasha Banks, I love Sasha. A couple of years ago, I was asked this question in terms of black wrestling. He was my Mount Rushmore. I said Sasha Banks, and I got laughed at. Why? Yeah, why? She's I, incredible. I, I don't know, but I think in since then, now everyone can see, you know, how great she is. Oh. She's fantastic. Yeah, I was literally oh, dragged on Twitter. Yeah, she's always been brilliant. Like she, I think. One of the only few people to have like a five star match in that women's division. Mm-hmm. Her and okay. her, her and Bailey. Okay, Sorry. I've given it some thought. Thank you for yeah. Okay, so Sasha's incredible. Sasha's incredible, man. So all right, so this is this is less of, of a Mount Rushmore, or maybe it's a it's a Mount Rushmore that's still under construction. So <laughs> some faces and names may be removed later on, but I'm gonna say Oscar. Oscar's sick, man. Oscar's I love kind of kind of Oscar is. I, th- I think I mean you know man or male or female. I just think she's one of the best pro wrestlers uh, working today, um, yeah. and has been for a long time. And I think she kind of gets left out of the conversation a lot of time because she you know she's been in WWE for a while now and kind of not I'm not saying she's like slid to the background, but you know there are other you know people that are kind of being pushed in front of her. But Oscar is sick in between those ropes. Um, so yeah, so the Rod Brian Danielson. Oh no! Oh, oh man! <laughs> Who did you just think of? Oh, I gotta add Kenta. All caps, Kenta. I love Kenta, man. All Kenta, caps, Kenta. Oh, oh man, Kenta like pre NXT. Oh. Brian, yeah. Brian, when they when I heard the news that they were signing Kenta back in two thousand and what fourteen, I went nuts because I was Me so too. excited for everyone to see what he can do, and unfortunately, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to go for him. I really yeah. want him to. I don't know why they don't use him much in AEW, like they did with you know um, Suzuki. You know, I feel like he, they gave him that one tag match, and I think he was in another match, and that was it. Yeah. And Kenta was gone. But I feel I, like AEW should use Kenta more. I would love to see a Kenta versus Punk match. I would or love a, to or see that. yeah, Kenta versus Punk. Kenta versus Danielson. I know that Danielson wants that match again. Were, were you with? Were you? Wasn't it? Were you with me when when Kenta did press in 2018? I asked him about these matches, but he was like, he was like, oh, thank you so much for acknowledging those matches, but I really kind of want to talk about my WWE career. And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, sure. Alistair Black, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to geek out about his NJPW and his no, I mean, sorry, not NJPW, his Noah career, his Noah career and his, you know, his, his stints at um, Ring of Honor. I, that's what I really wanted to talk to him about. But Dude, not- to keep it about WWE, so I was like, all right, okay. 
Kenta is one of the most influential wrestlers of the early 2000s. Yeah, absolutely. Samoa Joe. What we see today uh, is straight out of Kenta's textbook. Yep. In AEW and all the stuff that happened in Ring of Honor, all the stuff that happened in, in, in New Japan today. That's why when New Japan finally signed him when he's after he left uh, NXT, there was a big excitement about it because yep. they've always wanted they always wanted Kenta, but obviously he was before. one of the most copied wrestlers of those early uh, 2000 I mean, Change the game. Change the game. game. And so my my was it the first? It was. Speaking of Kenta, the first uh Japanese pro wrestling event that I went to. In 2006, it was me, my co-worker, Dan Ryan, who used to work on the WWE games with me, and uh, Justin Leeper, who was the, you know, Road to WrestleMania designer. Uh, the three of us went to Budokan Hall for a pro wrestling Noah uh, autumn navigation uh, event. And the main event was Marfuji versus Kenta. Classic. To this day, and I have, I have the... Uh, I have the DVD. I have a region-free DVD player just so I could watch it. Watch it. <laughs> they went 60 minutes. Did a 60 minute. Did a Broadway. It was one of like. Yeah, I've seen a lot of wrestling. I'm not gonna say if it was the best, but it is one of the best live pro wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. It was just amazing. So, I'm okay. Sorry, Ishii. I'm taking Ishii off just for sentimentality I'm reasons. Putting Kenta in there. I like this. And I'm putting Kenta in there. Yeah. I like this. I like it. Awesome. Yeah. That's, a good, that's a good night, Rushmore. That's a good, that's a good list. I think so. Yeah, but again, ask me the next time, it'll be <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Max, any other questions before we sign off? Nah, man, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to hear your story and just seeing these things from another because me, we just buy the game and play it. I don't think about all of this other stuff. Um, mind blown that the actual wrestlers don't do the motion capture themselves so i don't know if that's something that's common but amongst other games and stuff but yeah i, I didn't expect that but no been a pleasure speaking to you brian honestly the pleasure has been all mine you guys uh brian I'm thank serious. you so brian it's, you know you're my boy you're my brother and um i can't wait to buck up with you again uh we'll be up in the, in the other side of the of the country, you know, when I come back to the States on your side, or even if you come to the UK, if you ever come to the UK, Brian, we, yeah. got, we got you, man. We'll take care of you, man. Oh man, I will. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna hold you to that. No, <laughs> we'll take, we'll show you around. But Brian, thank you so much for being a guest. This is long overdue, and uh, we're definitely gonna get you on on the show very soon again. We'll probably do um next time. Maybe AEW does a huge pay per view. We'll get you involved in a in a in a review or a recap. Okay. Or, yeah, I love that. Good luck with the game. We're looking forward to playing it next year whenever yes. it's out. We, we are so excited and chopping by a bit by it. So we don't have to talk much about it, but we are very excited about the game. So um, well done with all that, brother. And, um, you know, thank you for your time today. Really, 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 really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course. I appreciate you guys. Brian, thank you. And I'm Skillet. I'm Max. Follow us. That's Max. Brian, what's, um, do you want to give out your socials for anyone that wants to follow you? Or? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, the only social I do is Twitter. Um. My handle is uh, at True B Will, T R U B W I L L. There's no E in True. And uh, so, yeah, you can follow me on that. Um, I don't do a lot of posting. I try to, yeah. but when I do, it's something impactful. I love it. I love that. Um, Max, you want to give away your socials? Uh, WrestleManiac UK, just on all the places. I'm just a bit of a. Yeah, I won't say the words, but yeah, I'm all over all over the place. 
and follow us at Kick Out Podcast. Follow me personally at Skillet World, S K I W L I T World. Actually, can I ask your permission? Uh, so I do have a, a podcast that okay. is not rest. It's not wrestling related. It's just uh, me and my boy Graham, uh, who I met at THQ. We were testers together. It's just basically just a lifestyle. Po- not even a lifestyle. It's just two friends talking, talking the shit, shooting the shit about movies, life, dating, all that kind of stuff. Perfect. Uh, so Perfect. we. We release episodes weekly or try to. Uh, so we're on Twitter. You can follow us at, at Bombcast Podcast. Bombcast Podcast. <laughs> They're going to remember that name, that's for sure. At yeah. Bombcast Podcast. Podcast. Okay, I'm looking forward to tuning into that cool. one, Brian. Check thank you out. so much. Yeah, thank, thank you, Brian. You. Thank you for your time today.